Then you're ready this is to go. all staying in. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Real Talk, the number one real estate podcast in New Jersey. We are back. New set, new apartment, making some big money moves out here on the streets of NJ. Moving Hoboken up style. <laughs> moving up to Mercer <laughs> County. Yeah, no, I moved to New I moved to Hoboken style. What does that mean? I'm telling everyone we're in Hoboken. We're not in Hoboken. <laughs> no, kidding. He's trying to flex on you guys. It's not even, it's not even real. We no, we're actually we're in, in Hoboken. Uh, we're in Mercer County. Yeah, we're in Mercer. We are? Yeah, Mercer County. This is the first town in Mercer County. So I was, yeah, so oh, I just think basically I just to explain to everybody, I moved to a new apartment with my brother Matt. <laughs> are you drunk? Did you no, unplug did I unplug my mic? Is it working? No. Okay. No, I, I hit this button and it fell out a little bit, so. Well, make sure it's in. I think it's in. All right, anyway, um, moved to a new apartment and we're living at a new place. I was living in a tiny studio apartment. If you saw on the YouTube channel, I did a video like documenting the Red Bank house. But this is a much bigger apartment now. Actually, two bedrooms. Actually, space to like work and do stuff like this. So we're gonna see what we're gonna do with this set. Give us some ideas in the comments below of what we should put on the set to design it. And if you guys mail us stuff, you can hang it. We can play, let's play a little game. Let's have a little game for them. Contest. Let's see if they can guess what town you moved to. You said Mercer County. So is it, Mercer someone's County. gonna find you. Don't you have a stalker? No. Yes, you do. What? Mercer County on the border yeah. of Monmouth County. We'll just say that. That gives it away. And no, it doesn't. We're on the. Yes, it does. We on the, We're on the edge of like all three: ocean and. No, we're not. Our, no, Mm-mm. oceans we're south. No. But not so, ocean. Speaking of Mercer County, we're a little wondering. It's not terribly far, but right. now that I'm here, I'm like, should I get the MLS for this area and like work yes. some like Princeton? Well, dude, all you gotta do is we're twenty minutes from Princeton. Go hang yes. out around like seven or eight o'clock at night by the bagel shop. You'll get some customers or clients. No, I think the people I've seen in this should. town are not. Bagel stores aren't even open that late. Yeah, why would a bagel shop, bagel store at 8 p.m.? <laughs> I said 7 a.m. Oh, a. You said p.m. That okay. Matt got his bagels for breakfast and, you know, it's an interesting Thanks, town. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. They really did slap. Thank the you. The town we're in is very interesting. I don't know what to think about it. From a real estate standpoint, I can't really categorize, like, what is the vibe. It's not very, it's not urban. It's not, like rural it's like a no it's cool i think it's, it's a cool it's kind of private i think it's cool like open, walking through the street you might need a gun might not like <laughs> dramatic cool. i feel pretty safe but i think there's a lot of like just like sketch balls that are not going to harm me mm. the truth is you there's a lot mean? of like, there's like, a lot like, of sketch balls nowadays not dangerous but like just like a little like odd and it's probably because it's like kind of like in the middle of nowhere in no sense odd it's people like, are fine it's not in the middle of nowhere it's like very like midwest just because you went to mercer county does not just because you went to mercer county does not mean you're in the middle of nowhere oh my god selena agrees that it's like midwest vibes like we could no be in minnesota way. for all i know but it's literally the just the, the like local. Literally right here it's, i was saying last night it literally doesn't even feel like new jersey it's, it's just it's a local street it kind of does feel like a different state like once you go down that main street what is it called it's like a mile long am i crazy yeah ridiculous it feels like you're in pa no way all right anyway let's get to our first topic we're gonna recap last week selena what do you want to recap what do you want to talk about oh my god what do you mean i don't know i wrote recap down but i forgot what we were recapping well last week at towards the end of the episode we did talk about you guys writing in please write in at selena.sereza at kw.com for any stories any advice stories questions any questions we would love to talk about them on the show oh i know what we were gonna talk about i'm sorry after after you go Hmm? just continue i i I know what we should talk about so that's really just what i wanted to bring up so that we can you know um include you guys and make the show more interesting because we're always looking for more feedback we want some user engagement Mm -hmm. we want you guys to engage i mean we don't get that many views but we want to hear (laughs) from you guys and we want to be able to answer your questions so selena dot cerezo at kw.com we'll put that in the uh in the, in the description yes 
but it's spell, spell it out for us real quick. C-E-L-I-N-A dot C-E-R-E-Z-O at K-W dot com. Perfect, perfect. They can rewind. All right, Ashley, what you got for us? Um, I just remember towards the end of the last podcast, we said we were going to do some type of like, not a Q&A, but kind of like a recap of our first year in real estate. All right, let's What our it. struggles were and yeah. like the learning curve. Yeah, let's do it. I feel like that would be interesting. So off. Listen, <laughs> kids do everything. Well, you start. Because you're over there. Yeah. It's just really the right thing to do. Quiet over there. <laughs> All right, Mike, you start. What am I then. talking about? You your start, Mike. You always estate. start last. My, My first year of real estate. Talk about every month yeah. or talk about what just I Just how like, it was. Do the detail of what you ate for breakfast every, every, every quarter. Yeah, like your routine, the adjustment, like. The, like well, how was it from now now i have my own team but i started right. on the sales team all right so talk and about how was it that? how was that experience it was good i learned a lot i don't think i learned definitely a lot more being on that sales team and i don't think i would have learned as much as i did without being on it so i definitely think new agents should start on a sales team what was your biggest struggle as a new agent like First off, probably the first month or two, probably confidence. Walking into an appointment and mm-hmm. confidence is being worried they're going to ask me a question that, that I you have no know. idea how to answer. Yeah. And now now I'm completely fine. I, I wouldn't say I know 100% of every single question someone's going to ask but me. But you know what they're going to ask most true, of the time. that's not true, but most of the time I'm going to have an answer, an educated answer. Um, <clears throat> a lot more knowledge. Yeah, reasons behind it. Give them advice on why they should do things, why they shouldn't. Right. So I definitely came a long way in two years, but... Being, I think being on the sales team as a new agent brought me 10 times where I am today 10 times faster. You're pitching pretty hard for sales groups. A lot of, some agents are very anti-sales groups. The only reason why they're anti-sales groups is because you're not really branding your own self, but you can. You have to put in your own work, and the biggest one's commission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most sales teams are 50-50, 65-35. But... Uh, Another con is that you really don't have personal branding because you're really branding the team. But if you really market yourself on Instagram and Facebook personally, you can brand yourself while being on a sales right. team. Yeah. You need to put in that extra effort. I, I definitely don't think – I think I lack that. I definitely sh- think I should have marketed myself more, but I marketed the sales team rather than myself. Right. Because I was using their stats. I was using their information to get myself started for people to call me. But I killed it with my personal sphere my first year. Yeah, you did what, 15 I contacted deals? all the people I knew. You did yeah. 15 deals for you? I think 14. You contacted all the it people? It was supposed to be 15, but some, a deal got pushed for a very long time. How did how did that work? Did you have to constantly stay in touch with your sphere? Or did they just I would just of- reach out all the time. Facebook, Instagram, DM. I, I closed two deals my first year of real estate from Instagram. And it was Posting my team's listings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was um, through those people directly or was it like a friend of a friend or like a mutual? No, those, directly. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever reached out to directly. They're really good um, that's, people. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. like we're all young agents. So it's yeah. good that you were able to, you know, directly from them and not have to get I still, a family member. I think when I first got into real estate, my personal sphere was very good. But now it's taken off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be in the office and I get a couple calls. I shouldn't say a couple calls a week, but I do get a lot. Yeah, you do get a couple calls a week, I feel like. Yeah, I do get a lot. You're at that perfect age point. People looking to help get uh, rental listings. Plus, I feel like their parents are probably ready to sell too, right? Because I feel like you're at their age. Your friend's parents, I feel Uh, like. like Yeah, but when I say personal sphere, I'm not talking about people just my age. People from... Past jobs, yeah. college. Past right. jobs. Parents, I used to work for at a golf club, so a lot of members I I have a personal connection with now. Yeah. Um... 
I think that brought me far in the golf. I mean, um, I'm sorry, the real estate industry. Yeah, that's so, pretty far in the golf. The golf industry. Tiger Woods over here. <laughs> All right, Ashley, how about you? I'll go after you. Your first year in real estate. Give us a little wow. A little recap of how. how so I also did start off on a team, um, but I wasn't on it my full first year. I just started off on the team for a couple months. Definitely did help me with my confidence in terms of learning some things, especially when you first come in. Um, to the industry at first I didn't want to be on a team but then I did end up being on a team um, learned some things you know real estate related and life related um, don't cry on us I'm not crying <laughs> by the way I have to make a comment about your Starbucks about it I cannot believe how much money you're spending on Starbucks as of recently I know that's ridiculous this become a new when we went because Graham you... Stefan would be so upset with when you. we went because you guys I know I watched the new pistachio drink and I had to spend $22 for three drinks I literally said I'm never stepping foot or driving through a Starbucks ever again it was horrible $22 for three drinks she's drinking it again she, oh, that's all she gets now that was the worst coffee I've ever had in my life. Right, we'll, wait, we'll wait, come sh- back to the topic. It's terrible. It ready? Depends. Ready? It's ready? It's the right coffee. Sh- sh- terrible. Sh- sh- no, I'm talking with pistachio. Well, we'll talk about... I'm trying to do it's something. Not that bad. They're, they're, they're it was good. All right, guys. We'll talk about the They should not we'll sit next to each other. Finance in a second. After. But ASMR. Imagine you're drinking a nice pistachio latte. Okay. You're drinking a We need to get back on topic. I go back to topic. Um... I feel like I don't have too much more to say about it, but How did you grow I went from? through a lot of roller coaster of emotions my first year in real estate because it's like the team you start or yourself? to well both. I feel like would you ever if you had to start real estate again would you start on a sales team without knowing any of the knowledge you have now? I'm not um, the same sales team, but I'm saying, would you start in this? Would you interview you other sales? I listen. I actually I didn't interview any other sales teams. No, that's what I'm saying. Do you wish you interviewed other sales teams? Yeah. I personally didn't, but I just think I got lucky. I know everything like happens for a reason. Even so like I'm not, I don't well. regret it. Exactly. But like I, I don't know if anyone knows this, but we were actually on the sales team. I was a real estate agent, and you were admin. I was the admin. He was a real estate agent. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm I'm too stressed out. I want to start my own business. And then Tom just followed my coattails. Oh yeah, I followed him. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, uh, it was a, a very stressful environment. It was just a lot going on, a lot of moving parts, and, you know. Yeah, I think sales, sales teams are a place, a good starting point, but it's not a place for you to stay in order for you to grow. But the, even, even you should grow. I think there's a lot of sales teams that... It depends on your goals, though. Depending on... It. No, I, some sales teams, you can stay for a career, depending on the splits they give right. you. Right. And the marketing depending they give you. Goals, and they yeah. allow you to open a sales team under their sales team. I never heard of that. John Natale. John Natale allows it. Really? They allow your team to actually open up a group inside the sales team. Like, like um, Daniel. Um, what's so he's literally like his own brokerage. Daniel Erpinall. I thought he left. Is, yeah, but he had the Supreme Team group while, while he was, he was on. But he also, uh, John Natale has a ton of agents, doesn't he? Oh, he's I feel like he's almost like a broker, but he's under KW, but like, I feel yeah. like he's almost no, he's like his. Well, I think he might be a broker, he, but he might be a broker, he's not actually, he's not, he's not a managing right. broker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, do you, well, my question for you is, do you think, Good or bad, being on a team, do you think that that was essential for your growth? Yeah, hundred percent. So how how do you think it played out if you were a solo agent for your first year? Who knows? You I feel like in the beginning, as behind as I was, I feel like I was behind a little bit. I feel like because it's very when you're on a team, you're kind of forced to like fully go into it. Like because behind. then again, like a year ago, I just dropped out of college, so I was like, team after a couple standards. months, I was just kind of you know figuring everything out and just. And then here, like, sometimes you just still kind of question what you're doing, too. Like, all right, should I stay in this team? Should I keep doing this? Should I be my own? And you just kind of go back and forth sometimes. But, like, 
at the end of the day, I think crazy it was thing is, if worth we it. didn't, if I didn't go on the sales scene, we never, we wouldn't, Clancy and yeah. Greco would not be a thing. We would never have even met. But yeah, that's crazy. I made I made some good friends from. I it, had some so. great times with the JLK sales group. Yeah, we had a great time. Great time. <laughs> Always yeah. fun. Didn't feel like I was even working. I had a great time. <laughs> it, feel like we're, it still doesn't feel like we're working. No, no, seriously, I love what <laughs> I do. I really do love what I do. Yeah, um, everything works out for a reason, though. My first year as an agent. I'm trying to think, should I talk about my first year in the business or as an agent? You, was yours was admin. tough because you 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 started as so he got his license to become a licensed admin. So that's the whole reason why he got his license and he went to a... I don't know why I'm telling you. Tell <laughs> <laughs> my story for me. You're the narrator. <laughs> I was going to write my autobiography. <laughs> the autobiography of Michael Greco and Thomas. And then I write yours. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can keep going. You can talk about yourself. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, why, why don't we just that. give them all our I got licensed um, as an admin. I was an admin for a year. Actually, for like six months, eight months maybe. I got licensed as the admin. So I was actually in real estate school while I was still working full time as an admin. It was horrible. Mm. I was barely paying attention in class. I was like literally doing emails and contracts and stuff on my laptop in class. It gave me so much anxiety. Yeah, it was very stressful, long days. And I'd go to I'd go to the office after. And then once I got licensed, I put in a referral just so I was like a licensed admin. It's more like official. Um, and then I was an admin for on and off a year and a half. And then I just left that and became a solo agent, took my license out of referral. So I don't know. Should I talk about my first year in the business or my first year as an actual first year, practicing agent? First year when you left the JLK sales group as the admin and you started your own business. Okay. First year? Your own um, independent it's, It was agent. this last year, and it's interesting. I mean, with COVID, is obviously like we all have been yeah. going through the same kind of situation. I didn't talk about that, but yeah, that was definitely. Um, first year as a solo agent, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I started off going crazy. I was watching a lot of YouTube videos like Ricky Cruz, a lot of those cold caller videos. And you remember, I was cold calling in my spare bedroom in my parents' room, like constantly, like hours a day. There's, there's YouTube videos on the channel of me calling, like, like an hour long video of just me calling for sale by owners. And I was just like, I'm just gonna keep calling, calling, calling. It's a numbers game. Eventually I'm gonna get some deals. Got a bunch of listing appointments, but basically failed on all of them. Like failed them, like probably like over 20 appointments from like, what do you mean you failed? What did you like do I wrong? Didn't get listings. Doesn't I mean you failed. Didn't know I feel what like I was doing really. I was kind of like going in blind. So what? Sure, you took something like, away from it though. What do you feel was the biggest thing that you were doing wrong? That um, why you weren't closing those. I just really didn't have any experience. I didn't know like the dialogue well enough. Okay. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how to like to discuss like how we're gonna, you know. I knew about, I, I could talk about marketing a lot, but I couldn't really talk about the market that much. I really didn't know it that well. Just jumping into it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I never had, I had done all the back on paperwork and stuff like that right. marketing, but I never had did like the, in the field kind of stuff. Um, and then like during that period I was like talking to people like John Natale and like other big agents who were like trying to like coach me or like bring me in their team and kind of like, give me guidance. So I kind of just took like little nuggets from all of them and like information and I didn't join any teams really, but I kept going. And then so that was like October through January, February. And then um, I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. And then, when, and then the beginning of COVID was when it really st- I started striking and getting listings. I got my, my parents' house. So you did well in open house. I did. I, I was doing open houses for like mm. those He was doing very months. well in open houses and COVID hit. And then I got a bunch of buyers from that. Um, mm. And then the buyers were closing like during COVID. So I was able to like – so even though COVID happened, like I did pretty well that second quarter or that third quarter of the year. Um and then it just exploded from there. Like I just kept doing the same formula, just calling, 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 and um, just being genuine, being authentic, talking to people, telling them that I know their number one priority priority is to get top dollar for their house, and 
you just gotta be honest with them. I feel like mm-hmm. honesty is the best policy. It's all it comes down to if the numbers make sense, if I can make a commission and you can take home what you want to take home, what doesn't make sense about that scenario? It's true. And that's that's where I come from now. So I learned a lot, definitely. Learned a lot about uh, buyers. Tom's been helping me a lot because I had never had to deal with like home inspection process, appraisal process, you know. So definitely learned a lot. I was helping with you. Because when you went solo, yeah. I was also solo in the same office. So you... You would bounce off like my previous experience to exactly, exactly. get knowledge. Things like you know how to handle a home inspection, how to handle an appraisal. You were giving them, me that information, and then I was helping you with like paperwork and like listing kind of stuff and things that I handled, uh, you know, like admin type stuff that I handled back when I was on the team. So it feels like so long ago. It feels like so long, but it wasn't that long. This ago. year feels really long. last year. No. <clears throat> felt like a really long year. Yeah, it still feels like this <laughs> year. Like I can't believe yeah. it's twenty twenty one. It's so weird. So, Selena, tell us about your first year with with, uh, with, Um, with the the other company. Well, if you guys were watching any of the recent episodes that I've been on, when I first started, I pretty much talked about a lot about my first year. Um, I mean, but my year was pretty delayed, pretty slow. I dealt with, like, a lot of, like, back and forth with my self-confidence issues. COVID came. I didn't feel secure where I was with my brokerage. Um, so who got you into real estate? Chris Moreno. Really? <laughs> LOL. No. Oh, I don't think I've ever asked you that question. I was in high school and my math teacher, he was saying something about real estate and he was telling me like, you can get a lot of money in real estate. And I was oh, so like, you chase the money initially. The bag. <laughs> Wait, so why wasn't he doing real estate? He does investment properties. He probably does real estate on the, during the summer. So are you? Wait, he's an investor. Him? No, reach back out to him. You're not in conflict with him. He's an investor who got you into real estate. I don't even know if I still have his phone number. You can Go find it in dark web. Him. Yeah, yeah. why would you not on the call dark him? web? What? What did you say? <laughs> you can find anyone's information. Listen, this Starbucks really gets her. She. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Losing it. Um. <laughs> How old were you? I was 17 when I went to real estate school, so. I started at 17. Is that even eight? You're able to do that? Yeah, you as are, long as you just cannot get surgery. license until yeah. 18. 18. So, um, That's pretty awesome. But I pretty much stalled. You've been in the business longer than us. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And though. it's like, I'm like I wish I the least successful out of all of you guys. But Yeah, but you had a lot going on and you were like, you know, you were doing other stuff too along the way. Yeah. School yeah. And stuff. Just or, like trying to figure out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I'm still trying to figure, like, everything out, so... Real estate's not easy. It's really not. And I'm, um... What? A lot of people know. think you just what get licensed and, like, so everyone's gonna... Inconvenience. <laughs> I was gonna say, a lot what of people... What was that? Honestly, I don't even want to sit next to you now. <laughs> what are you saying? No, I was just gonna say... I'm just not gonna talk. <laughs> um, hey, you were talking? I'm sorry. Tom, I feel like no, a lot of people think that when you first get licensed, like you're gonna have all this business like flooding to you. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god, you got your real estate license? I'm looking to buy a house." And like sometimes you get some people that are like that, like down the line, but like not right up front. You're not gonna right. get your license and close a deal a month later. Yeah, it's just not exactly. And I was just about you to did. make that example. It's but just you like, you joined the team, right? Yeah, he was being uh, It was a person. 
That was my personal. Oh, personal. But it's it also fear. it makes a difference if you start marketing yourself as a realtor before you get licensed because I didn't do that. I, I didn't feel I did confident in doing that. <laughs> I didn't do it. What I they did, were I'm gonna tell you what I did. All, all of you on the team, I the personal. So it took me a year. It took me like a the year. Personal I only just 500 is on one of the media. reasons That's why I closed. Closed so many. I closed so many deals my first year because of the personal 500. I told all my clients. That's personal a personal 500. Yeah, that's called, a statistic. It you, is true. You write yeah. 500 people down on a piece of paper, and you find their email and you or their phone number and you contact them, and you keep How often? up every month. How often? If you think about it. 500 people have to know at least two to three people looking to rent, buy, or sell somebody that year. Knows somebody. Yeah. If you go through an entire year not knowing someone looking to buy or sell, you don't have friends. I don't have friends. <laughs> I had friends, but I was in college you and all. Don't get the business. No, I'm just saying, but it's true. And like, that's why I like one. I get feel out. like if you know, if, if you Wait, if what? Eat one person. Are you okay? Do you, you know, know one person that bought, sold, or rented last year? Not one. Not one friend, not one aunt. I All right, I know a couple grandma, people, but they they push exactly. things back. But I'm not uh. saying they, I'm not saying that they work with you. I'm saying, do you know anyone yes. that rented, bought, or sold? Yes, exactly. So the trick is, you want them to work with you, so you keep contact. Top of mind. I guarantee you have more friends than me, probably. Do you know anyone yeah. last That's year what I was re- that bought, that? sold, or rented without? Yes, Miley friends are without me right here in this room. Not that uh, I mean, maybe group. an apartment, but I didn't help with that. That's, what you're saying. That's like That's me too, honestly. But at the same time, I'm like bad at like maintaining relationships. And I feel weird. It's like, cause I'm just like not fake. If I haven't spoken to you in five years, I'm, I don't. It's not fake. It's just it's not fake. It's sales. I don't feel like reaching out to you. If, if, if there's a slim chance that they might be buying a house, you could be offering them help. Yeah. It depends how you view it too. I know I felt awkward at first too, but it's like it you're contributing a you service and they awkward. need you're your help. To help them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you right but it now. It takes a while for that mind, that mindset to shift. They're not looking to help you. They're just looking to make a check. I know. When right. I work, I know. I'm not looking to make a check. I'm working yeah. to create a relationship between you and yeah. whoever you're buying. I mean, you know what's cool? Yeah. Luckily, over the year that I have been working, I have had people who weren't ready initially when I first reached out to them, and then they actually just came to me. And even though they're still not ready now, they did come to me. Yeah, so exactly. That, That's what I'm talking about. I feel yeah. like it just um, it takes a lot of time. Have you guys get the, the 500, personal 500? I, I don't even have 500 people like, I have in, a my, 250. in my phone book. But it's not through me. My phone book, it's just... People you went to high school with, people you went to middle school with, people you have on Facebook, people anything. Their parents. It doesn't have. Like it doesn't have to be. People. It doesn't have to be your friends. I, when I did my five hundred, it Colleagues. was my friends, aunts, aunt. People from Starbucks. Like, you just you keep going until you hit five hundred. I have if a story. You, if you run out of people, you go on your Facebook and you're like, oh, yeah, I know them, but I don't really talk to them. Put I'll that on your quick, list. I'll, I'll keep keep going Facebook until message. you hit five hundred. A quick because mm-hmm. matter. It's not a matter of knowing them. It's a matter of. Connecting with mm-hmm. them to make a relationship for them to buy in the next or sell in the next couple it would of years. Just be top of mind. You don't or, have to or, know or, them, or that person might not be ready to buy. But for in years. some way, they might know somebody who's about yeah, like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Actually, I was just talking to my cousin, and they're ready the to whole buy. point of it yeah. is that 500 list now opens up a window of hey, uh, th- honestly, 25 to 3,000 opportunities Thousands, because yeah. mm-hmm. out of those 500, each of them know at least two to three people every year looking to buy or sell. Yeah, mm-hmm. even more. True. I was thinking of um, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book that said, like, I think most people can name, like, three real estate agents, you know, or top of mind. Not that's that's I, the most they can I mean, keep top of mind. You definitely can. It's like three. I can name like now I can. No, but if we weren't, if we weren't in real estate, I'm saying if we were just a, a normal consumer. Yeah, but, normal, but, but like, this is what you have to do. Even though everyone knows two to yeah, three, four, even. five, six, seven, eight agents, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you keep contacting right. them, if you're a top showing them, that's sending them holiday yeah. cards, giving them a call every two months, checking in on them. You're the 
no matter yeah, it's top of mind. Per, for yeah. example, Rob the Cancer doesn't even know the people that he works with. Ben he just has his everywhere. face everywhere. So everybody knows him. He stay, He's a big team. Though. You're driving upstate New York. You're going to see him 25 times. And be like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that guy to buy a house. Yeah. It's all. It's a yeah. matter. Of, you know how many people probably get some just billboards. I know. Looking to buy, they're in the back of their head. They're like, you know, I kind of want to rent or buy, and they call his number and they get connected with another agent. He probably gets so many calls. I can't imagine. How he, he doesn't. How he no, I'm saying whatever that number is. I'm telling you right now, he does is. not service anyone anymore. No, whatever that line is. Besides, he probably office. services like high end clients or yeah. primary, Friendly like family, personal yeah. people and stuff like that. But all of his agents take care of everything. Now. Speaking of personal sphere and high end clients, we got an amazing listing appointment going on next week. I, my first repeat client ever. And I was complaining to Tom about this. Cause yeah, because this week I got three. I got th- I got him. three calls this week. A person looking to buy, an investor looking to sell, their tenant looking to rent. What else did I get? The wow. the, the, the referral. Uh, oh, the the land lot we listed. The land lot we yeah. listed today. So he, get, he gets calls. So I got three, and he was all. He was like, "I have to call every day." I was like, I just, I, and I all of a sudden, he gets every he calls day me. cold calling. I never have gotten like a personal referral or a repeat client. This guy, I get a call from my past client. I pick it up. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're calling me for. Pick it up. Yeah, we're looking to um, list our million dollar property, and we also want to buy a, a beach house for about eight hundred. Wow. I was like, oh. that's awesome. I was like, my lips to God's ears, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it was just the timing was perfect because like, like he was later. so annoyed how I would just get, I'll be sitting there. Hey, oh, hey, what's going on? How you yeah. been? And then it would just be another relationship of someone looking to buy, Tom's sell. I was like, yeah, work your sphere. I was like, I don't have any of my sphere. Like, my sphere is small. But that's small, like, BS like, because you have... all, like, young people who are BS. Yeah. And my but that... It's only a year worth of repeat clients. broke might really have bought. a parent that's looking to sell. Yeah. We well, really should reach out to our personal sphere again. I haven't done I it in a while. Yeah. I haven't done I've it. I've been doing it recently, and I'm seeing some Maybe what traction. we should do is during this next week, we should do it, and then on next week's episode, we'll talk about our outcome for touching base with everybody. I think we should do that, too. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, um, let's talk about Jake's Pauls listed his house. Jake's Pauls. Jake's Pauls. <laughs> the Logan Brothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jake listed his house in Calabasas for seven million. He's moving from LA to Miami. He said that he wants to focus on his boxing career and that he gets he's probably scared of Conor McGregor, so he's leaving California. <laughs> Does Conor McGregor live in LA? I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> he said that he, he gets too caught up in the LA culture and gets distracted. Probably. So he wants to go to Miami to train. I would never want to live but in Miami. Miami. Miami's Miami, like, I feel like it's a pretty big distraction. I too. feel like that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Especially now because everything's open actually there. Like yeah. LA is locked down. He probably just moved I out. honestly think Miami, That's probably why Miami's, Miami's more of like a club scene yeah. yes. than LA. Exactly. LA is just like the standard of I have a G-Wagon, you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> LA is all about showing off. And, yeah. and the house is, you're like very separate. Like it's like 30 minutes anywhere you want to go. Like it's like everything's pretty far apart. But Miami's all open now and LA is locked down completely. He might want to live the city life now, buy a penthouse. Mm. No, I, I'm guessing he probably wants the to Miami go penthouses. Out Dude, when you have the luxury of money, you can do anything you want. That's true. But yeah. um, what's the commission on that? Seven mil? What's the commission on that? Let's say it's it depends. Five hundred thousand. One forty. No, one hundred forty thousand. That is a guess. Five percent commission. Yeah. Two eighty. Three hundred. Three fifty. I'm doing it. Three fifty. I think. Let's see if Ashley's right. I said two eighty. How did I do that in my head? I said, is that right? Times five percent. Three fifty. Three fifty. That's a nice heck? check right there. Yeah, Can you but imagine? you're. You're the one, if you're dual ending that you're not making five, you're doing four. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. know I don't know. I don't know California market. They yeah. might not do. They might do three percent out there. Oh, so this is your podcast. 
and in Alberta, Canada, the average commission. I think you were in the room when I was talking about this. The average commission was seven percent. Yeah, but California values are very high. Wait, no, but Canadian dollar is higher, so they might not care. I don't know, but I feel like Alberta is probably a nice area. Right, but the Canadian dollar is higher. That's why, like everything in Canada. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, so like something here that's like you, $15. The Canadian dollars has more few, value than the U.S.? No, no, no. I'm saying like if something's $15 here, like in it's exchange, like it's... Oh. Oh, so okay. that's why the percent is probably more, no? but I'm saying no? California might be two or three. Michael, you never know. I don't know. We're selling $2 million. Set all those houses over there like, can be $15, 20000000 million. So they, they might do 3%. 2% one out, one in. Yeah, no, I think it is because I've been watching... Uh, what is it? They're, you're selling $15 million no, homes. I watched like Selling Sunset before. They're doing like, 5%. Me too. I love and that they, yeah. show. Okay, that's Netflix and that's a, a reality TV show. No, they I know. Think, they don't but... say 5%. They just show the commission. Yeah, so you do the math. Myself, yeah. And I, it's 2.5% on yeah. one side. Okay. So I was like... No, going back to the podcast you listened to. So the podcast you listened to was going over commissions. And um, I don't know about any other agent out there, but I get very annoyed when a client or someone puts something even lower than 2% for a buyer's agent. Lately, I see <laughs> 1.5s. I mean, we've done 2%, but only when we're taking 2% as well. Well, we, we always go 50-50 yeah. mm-hmm. on listings. Yeah. And we've done, we've done deals where they've given us two and they've took three. Which is mm. like, mm-hmm. it's pretty scummy. And the other lady, no, the lady you did, gave out two and did 3.5. Yeah. Yeah, she mm. gave it to and took 3.5. Wait, so she took five and a half? Yeah. yeah. And she took three and a half herself and gave out two. But she gave Ew. it to you. There was a bonus on top of the commission for if like you had a contract accepted before. So but she also got the bonus too. No, but she did hmm. Oh, really? No. Oh, so she gave the bonus herself? Mm-hmm. She probably took off her commission. Uh, What's no the point sense. of that? No yeah, sense. that's weird. But you were talking about agents who are offering out like <laughs> 1.75 and Ashley's laughing over here because we were all thinking of the same person. Oh, we're not going to call anybody out on this show. I don't even know who we're talking about. I, yeah, you I do. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> no, but I just think it's fair. Every listing you get, 50 50 is the way to go. And uh, unless you're going under four. Please. Under four, under four, you have to give the buyer's agent two at least. Unless you are a brand new agent and you are extremely desperate, please stop taking 3% listings. That's my words to the New Jersey real estate <laughs> agencies. One out, two out. I mean, two out, one in. Wh- whatever. I mean, don't do that to yourself. I mean, I, I did, but I was just scrambling to get listings. But if you're an agent for a little bit of time and you feel confident and you're getting, you have other listings, and you're taking, you're still taking three percent, and you have multiple listings, you you need to just show your value. Yeah, but for, they might be doing that because they want more business. They might think but they're at what cost? Now everybody. I'm not agreeing with that. I'm just saying the reason why they're doing it is because they want more. They yeah, the want to. They want to make themselves look big. The conversation we listened to on the podcast on the on the. Podcast, he said, "Don't take anything less than four. He said, "He, but, but he was like, he's like, you know, I, I've taken cuts, commissions because it's all about relationships. But think about it this way as well. I agree with that. It's all about relationships, definitely, and like you're making a connection with people who are, might give you possibly two more deals from family and friends in the future. So you mm-hmm. that three percent you're taking now yeah. is going to turn into a lot more. Want to build up your sure. past clients, but don't you think that person's going to tell their cousin and their nephew? Oh, discount. Oh, he took three. He got three percent. So you get three percent. You, you keep getting three percent right. on all of the rest of your business. Yeah, I agree. But spreads. the thing is." Our average is pretty much five. When we yeah, list. Been, Our average is five. We've been but we also provide. The reason why we're doing 5% is because the services we offer is worth the 5%. Yeah, we're we upgraded services. Yeah. Very expensive. Yeah, we do. We do we the do services we provide are very strong. Media. But those 3% agents, what are they providing you? I'm telling you, they're probably taking the pictures off their cell phone. <laughs> because if you're making 1% off a listing, you're not dishing out 
400 500 bucks right. to get a it marketing team how much there. the listing is though like when well, I'm, we, not, I'm not talking about lost that. the listing but there's there's agents out there that take four hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollar homes and they're offering out one point seven five. Yeah, that's like so what? Half of your commission would be marketing, like if you and the buyer's agent. I don't even know hours. why you're giving one point seven five to the buyer's agent. I don't think you can ever go below two for a buyer's agent. The amount there's of no, work they put in. I don't think there's any rules. It's it's only based off the brokerages, like our broker. No, I know that, broker. but I'm saying I don't think you should ever go below two for a buyer's agent. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know, man. Also, it's a really high priced house. Right, and then you take really a, high, I guess. But even then, like usually, those really high-priced clients so are at least willing two. to pay the full commission, five percent, because they want the job done right, and they're not going to hire a discount broker most of the time. The only people you mm-hmm. see who are expensive houses who are hiring a three percent agent not are three, the other, yeah, are the four for sale by no, owners. 3%. The luxury other for, sale for sale by owner homes. For, owners for example, so I got to bring this up. We're you're calling yesterday for sale by owners, and he pulls up this house one point three seven five, and she's looking to sell. I'll give you. I'll we'll sell if you can get this number. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, she's telling me that. So I look. I do the comps on it. They purchased it in September for one million, and now they're trying to sell it for one point wow. three seven five. They have not done anything they to the home. Purchased That's it a, a joke. couple months ago, and they're trying to make a three hundred thousand dollar profit because they think the market's good. On for market. sale by owners, and they. I wonder why they're not getting any calls. Yeah, it's been on the market for sixty days, and they said they had a lot of other sixty properties. days, and she bought it in September. Sixty days ago was like yeah. Exactly. October. What was what's the reason for listing it? They, I said, I said, I said, are, where are you guys moving? They're like, oh, we don't know. We have a lot of other properties. I'm like, oh, okay. Are you in a rush? No, we're not in a rush to move. So it sounds to me like they just like are sitting. I think they, what I think like, is they oh. just put, they bought the house. They think they probably got a good price on it. They put it up on the market, not on the market for sale by owner Zillow to see if maybe they can make a good profit on the house. You're like yeah, if it's so like itself. we love this house, but we're gonna we'll live in it. But let's put it up for one point three seven five. Let's see if anyone buys it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I'll you sell? Market. Would you sell your million dollar home for a three hundred seventy five thousand dollar profit? Million dollars, probably. Well, you, it's not really a profit because after the real, not well, for them, not the, real estate the commission, but everything. closing costs. Yeah, but it's still, it's but then from our perspective, oh, yeah. would you take a listing that's that overpriced? No, no. Like it's just a waste of time. You're wasting money. You're wasting time. You're not anymore. I mean, I used to, but I when I was desperate to think it. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. We, me and Tom, over the last like. Since we built our business, we've set a standard where it's right. a certain commission. You know, we're, we're definitely flexible on commission, but we're not we're not going down to three percent. And you know, for family and friends, obviously, we'll be flexible. Mm-hmm. But um, we set that commission standard, and we've been getting five percent on basically all the listings we've been working on. And we've also set the standard that if it's overpriced, we're going to be completely blunt with them and tell mm-hmm. them it's going to need to be right because you're almost setting like that false expectation, yeah, like that it's going to get sold, and you know deep down when it's not going to get sold yeah. at a certain price. Yeah. And it's just like keeping false promises. So, all right, let's talk about anal clients. This is a hot topic of the week. <laughs> so let's get into it. So, I'll, should we just explain it? Should we just talk it out, Selena? Explain the the whole story, the situation, the sitch. Why are we sitch. why are we talking about this? Selena wants to. We're talking because she, I wanted to. Okay. Do you really want me to roast you on this on this podcast? <laughs> oh my god. So what? I said, do you really want me to roast you on this podcast? Why are you gonna right, roast me? Not, let's start it. All right. Yeah. I'll, let's talk about it. I'll explain. I'll explain from my perspective, then you can explain from. Okay. So we have a client who's very particular, and um, he's not he's not a bad client at all. He just wants things done. He's right. a really nice guy. I think great he seems guy. like a normal seller. I mean, I love working with this guy. He's a great guy. He's very easy, he's easy to work with. He just wants things done right, and he wants to see us. He want he wants his listing agents. To be present at open houses and you know giving them updates and feedback and all that good stuff obviously 
Um, so we had an open house, me and Tom, where we both did it. And then on the second day, we did a, a double long open house. We did an 11 to 3 o'clock. And then we had Ashley tag team. So she came in and we swapped places. So he was happy, you know, because we were there for the majority of that day as well. Um, and then we're doing open houses again this weekend. And we were looking for somebody to cover for tomorrow. And I hit up Ashley because Ashley met him at the open house after, after uh, leaving. So, so he was already comfortable with her and they, they talked a little bit. Um, actually wasn't able to do it so I was like oh, now we gotta either find somebody who's like gonna be, do a great open house or we have to just do it ourselves and Selena wanted to be the the, the pick she, she, she's like take me off the bench coach <laughs> literally what <laughs> literally and okay take me off the bench coach you heard that phrase basketball did you actually sports. say that or are you just saying that no I'm just He's saying just, it's a perfect analogy oh yeah anyway <laughs> Um, and she felt insulted that I didn't pick her, I guess, and or that I'm, I'm insulting her how she does open houses when I'm not. The only reason I, there was any inkling in my mind inkling. that that maybe it wouldn't be the best open house if you hosted it was because the last open house you hosted, you called me up and you said, "I'm scared. I think it's haunted. I'm going to sit in my car." So I think I have good reason to believe. That some shenanigans might go down in this open house because you don't understand, Selena. This guy, this guy drives by the house. Okay. And like, and we'll like see how things are gone. So like, if you're in your car, this is not be good. So, couple things. <laughs> I, I'm gonna actually just I'm just gonna piggyback off of that and then backtrack, right? Okay. I want, I want to say something, but I don't know if I should say it. <sighs> I thought you were gonna cut. I'll tell you after. Get cut. No, no, not that. by me. No, 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 I was gonna say something, but I don't know if I should say it. All I'll right, tell you, I'll tell you after. So, um, as far as going in my car because I was scared, that is like not like in every like that's not like I don't do that at every open house. Like every open house I'm at, I honestly oh, sure. always stay, or I'm always just standing outside of the house, like waiting, you know, for like a warm welcome. Um, so like. That I was really just joking about. I mean, I was going to stay outside of the house, just be on the outside, but it was cold. Anyway, okay. that was a big house that I was at. And the basement was just creeping me out. And I felt weird vibes. And, of course, you made me feel even worse by your joke. Uh, this is what I was going to say. But I, well, I just saw a fox. So, I just saw a fox. Actually, see, dude, we're in the country. <laughs> we're not in the country. <laughs> You made a joke that's that made uh, me uh, yeah. uncomfortable. Anyway, what joke? Were you, you I don't were there? Talk no, about it. no we'll talk about it after. Sorry. She was there. She was being creeped out, and I was telling her the history of the house, of the property. No. The the previous. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. That was funny. So like, I'm already scared, a little bit nervous, and then you go and do that. Anyway. Well, I feel like if I said it and then said it was a joke, it would make it feel like there's no, there's no threat now. Like it like cancels out any like weird feeling you had because now you're like, oh, that's funny. Oh, you guys well, have I different sat, perspectives I sat, about I stayed it. in the house. I never left. Yeah. So, regardless. Okay, so that's that's to clear that part up. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, back to where we were talking about where you were talking about like someone that he knows who's been at the house. Right. I completely understand that. What, what. I caught wrong was you saying we need to find someone who was able to do this open house meaning not you not you and not you yeah I don't even know why I said that because 
as soon as I said, as soon as I said that, Tom was like, "We can't. Like, I'm just gonna. He's like, I'm just gonna do it Saturday." Right. So I don't even know why but, I said that. And so that's exactly why but, I took that as an insult. And it's not personal. I understand that. But on a professional level, you as my coach, if you feel like, sorry, if you feel like, if you do feel like I am not educated or experienced in something then that's why you're my mentor and that's why you're supposed to be interested in teaching me these things so that you don't have to feel like that I, now i think you're very good at open houses i don't think you're bad at open houses i just think that as you gain more experience you're gonna learn different types of clients and different types of personalities mm -hmm. and this guy is very particular. Well, there's one client of ours would not be happy to walk into the house and never have met you and you're hosting a open house for his investment property. And that's... That's, that's what it comes down to. That's... Right. Okay. And that's... That's, that's what exactly I would have rather right. heard. And I did hear that. Th you guys did say that the first time. But the second statement after saying, who are we going to get to do it? That's what... Yeah, I was just panicking. I don't even know why I said that. I was just panicking because I was like, I don't want... I'm not hosting Saturday because I'm having a housewarming party Friday night. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I don't know why I said that. Okay. It was like a ditch effort. Okay. But we didn't get anybody else. So I don't know good. why we're talking about this on the podcast. Because we're, we're talking about you know the workplace drama. This workplace is the, drama. This is what the viewers love. Um, I want to behind the scenes. For example, if if any of you guys have have a mentor or or if your mentee is not the greatest at communicating or Shut if there up. is misunderstandings, healthy, conversational, problem resolve right. making on camera. On camera. Monetize that shit. <laughs> this was like a therapy session. Just watching us go back and forth. I was like. Yeah, I love a healthy discourse. There we go. High, high foot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Otherwise, I'm actually, I'm very good at open houses. I've been doing open houses longer than I've been doing anything else in real estate. So if I can take anything from Wiker, they taught me how to, how, how to host a good ass open house. I get the music going, balloons, snacks, flyers. He probably would be happy. You name it. He, he actually asked for balloons. Did he? Yeah. I mean, like, even, like, calling 500 freaking people a week to invite them over. Like, I've done it all. Yeah. So, yeah. I, there's, I'm, I'm very good at hosting open houses. And I'm even better when I tag team with people. Because, you know, especially if there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. Um, we handle that. So, we should then segue this into what's a good way. How, how do you guys host your opens? How do you appease to your clients who want a certain open house a certain way or how do you just do it in general hmm. i told ashley this last week and i don't know if tom will agree with me but we're pretty terrible at open houses okay like we're good with the people but okay. like setup wise no it's not setup wise it's just creativity i feel like we don't have any creativity right we're very just like bland we just have the forms and the design and sheet and mm -hmm. MLS sheets like we don't have like the cool we like, do the correct marketing and all that but I, yeah i feel marketing. like girls have the advantage of being very more like creative like arts and like, crafts like, that's what yeah. nicole yeah. should be for yeah. like your little sign and your like little blue sign in your yeah. book and it's all like uh -huh. nice and like in script yeah. like i have confetti like in my trunk like i get like <laughs> you know like confetti. the the weights <laughs> that hold the balloons oh yeah mm. they're like they like they're like little fireworks like you i set those, those up <laughs> yeah i have like my little party trays for my candies and stuff like I that's nice Snickers I have snacks sometimes. I usually I have, go all out though. It I do a good job. Like a birthday party. I put on <laughs> some Sade for the background music so it's not like awkward silence throughout the house. Wait, where are you what do you play off your phone? No, I have a, a, a JBL speaker. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Oh, you're really going all out. Yeah. You bring water bottles? Yes. 
So I had water bottles. Let's talk about the water bottles. Tom was like, we can't use these. Because I pulled them off the shelf and <laughs> didn't realize. He bought Halloween water ho- They were Halloween. Wow. Would you use Why Halloween water bottles? In Halloween January? Water in January. Are they just uh, old? Does water do you, go bad? When you go into, when you go you know into a store, cool? do you close your eyes and grab anything off the shelf Listen, and walk up to the we were, we, <laughs> look, I'm going to pay this, okay? And walk in, and then when you're driving to the house, you still have your Listen. eyes closed. And then you walk into the house, have your eyes closed. <laughs> right. And you finally open it. Oh, my God. These are actually Halloween bottles. These are pumpkins Listen, on them. And I, I'll show you guys them. It's very discreet. <laughs> oh, no. You showed me, and it's you're an idiot. Packaging. So, well, here. Here's the thing. Us as agents. To have Halloween water bottles. Yeah, I was gonna I think s- it's completely out of season. If it's out of season, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But that's why agents are able to make their own stickers for water bottles. But I was gonna you, say yeah, branded yeah. like but water do you bottles think that would be the cool. Seller will really care. Be like Halloween water bottles. I'm not. I'm never. Who cares to this guy if he again. cares at that point? If you don't think that he cares, what about the buyer? Why would the buyer care? Why would anybody care? The buyer is gonna care because why? Would he's you gonna, care as a buyer? I, well, I mean, it's not going to stop me from buying the house. Exactly. That's my point. It's not going to stop me from exactly. working with you, but I'm going to question, like, why do you have and these? Uh, uh, are you, are you no. giving me old water? I was going to think, like, old water, but water doesn't expire. Water doesn't go bad, right? Like, maybe you just, like, After bought like a ton a of cases a, like, a couple months Michael, ago. Yeah, exactly. it's January. <laughs> Halloween's October. Then why is CBS doing this to me? Because they're trying to sell it and make more money on stuff well, they have in the bag. They got me. They got me. I guess I'm an idiot. Yeah, you are an idiot. I didn't even notice. I said you were. Yeah, I mean, I was breaking out of his room upstairs. Oh, shoot. I, I, hear I like did hear him. the door down. He <laughs> He's getting muscular. <laughs> his muscles. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, well, Tom, what do you think about our open house process? So, we, we definitely are we're vamping it up now because we have... We, no, we, I think we did good. We had signs on every on every major corner. We got traffic in. Yeah. Um, That's very important. Th- there's always room for improvement really no, matter how, <gasps> no matter how good you do you it. There's out. room for you improvement. Broke out. Cat broke out. Just... Aw. Don't acknowledge him so he doesn't come over here and then mess you up. Right. Hey, handsome. So what were you saying, Tom? <laughs> I said there's always room for improvement no matter what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So. But we're gonna. We, it's good to have a system in place. Um, yeah. And we want to get branded everything. Like that booklet you guys have. Imagine mm-hmm. a branded one with your information. What booklet? The signed booklet. But no one's going to see it because it's... Like on the cover or something. Signs, no one's looking at the cover. Signs, yeah, open house signs, signs definitely should be branded. Yes. Some directionals with your faces on them. Yeah. And the logo. They're expensive, so though. We're gonna do that, I think, because we have to. Yeah. Especially the type of clients that we're somehow like working with now and like opening up a whole new world of luxury. We need to really step our game up. We're great with marketing. It's open houses. I've never really put that much time into. As mm-hmm. when I, especially when I first started, I never really thought it was that important. Well, I, I, I have. Important. I always overthought open houses when I, I first really, started. Um, it was more of like. When I first started, it was definitely more quantity over quality for open houses. I was like, all I need is MLS sheets, sign sheets, and water bottles, and I'm just trying to get as many buyers as I possibly can. And a lot and of agents are like that. And they a weren't my listings either, like so I didn't, I didn't care. But now that we have listings and we have clients that we, we want to service and give the best quality to, we gotta, you know, you gotta step up your game. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, like it's, it's as equal. You have to treat it almost as if it's your listing. Because then yeah, when you're in that did. house, that house is yours for those for that allotted time. That's also a first and impression on the buyers that come in. Right, exactly. Like I've actually gotten a lot of good feedback on how I've um, hosted my open houses from like buyers. Mm-hmm. And that buyer might mm-hmm. be wanting to list their house. They might be like, oh, because of how mm-hmm. I showed exactly like be, this is this is my audition to show right. you like how I'm going to market your house. Yeah, that's true. So it's really good to you know. Get the balloons, put the balloons on the signs, put the balloons throughout the house, like yeah, all that stuff. How do you do your opens? Are you basic? So I, 
I mean, I have some things that I set up, like my books, my signs. Um, when they first come in, um, I just introduce myself. I say, if you can just please sign in. And then while they're signing in, I just speak to them about what they're, you know, I was, I'm like, oh, like, is this your first open house of the day? Like, are you f- familiar with the area? Where are you guys coming from? Blah, blah, blah. Just try to yeah, build rapport with them while they're signing in. And then by the time they're done signing in, I am already explaining things about the house. And um, I usually give people the option. I'm like, would you like a tour of the house? Or would you, you know, just kind of like to, unless it's like a big house. And I'm not going to just let mm-hmm. them go all over the house. But if it's like a house where like you can kind of see everything, like a fr- like ranch or whatever then i'm like okay like here's this here's that mm. and i just kind of let them you know look and i just kind of not lurk but i'll just like follow them but yeah, i'm yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. thoughts, yeah. yeah and then i still try to talk to them about you know things i like about the house things they don't like blah, blah blah and then if you know this house isn't for them you know can i show you some other houses soon are you working with anyone yeah, yeah. yeah and then and then i send them cards in the mail too after oh yeah can you get their address I, like thanks for going to my coming to my open house Looking Emails, forward to helping you with real estate goals, blah, blah, yeah. That's awesome. That's a good follow-up. Follow-up, up. yes. Yeah. Uh, Ashley has been killing it. I almost called it Kelly for some reason. <laughs> Ashley has been killing it with uh, follow-up. You've been, That's like, good. doing a strong follow-up mm-hmm. game. So, but for balloons, you got to get them inflated. Like, you go to, like, dollar. Yeah, yeah. So you go to the dollar store and get Put them. A, yeah, fill them up with helium. So you get fresh balloons every week. What do you think you're going to go to the open house and blow it up? I, I never done no, the I balloons. Just, I no, they like won't. saving balloons in her trunk and she opens them. You can't. They, they, won't, <laughs> they won't last. Her car goes up in the air. They won't last. Oh, she's going to be yeah, like, up. Like, oh, her car just keeps floating <laughs> away. <laughs> On to the next open house. Yeah. So, yeah, get helium filled balloons. We should just get like a helium tank in the office. No, we shouldn't. We actually should. My um, Weikert has. Branded balloons tanks. would be cool. They supply the tanks. We definitely need. We need a color printer Not so we can do our own idea, flyers. And we need a mini fridge. The mini fridge is gonna get for what? bad quick. Mini fridge I just for know. what? We have. We don't need a mini fridge. Smelly. We have a big fridge, like, like five feet outside the door. I feel uh, like. Yeah. So. Unless you guys want, I don't care. Whatever. It's our office. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think about the new set, though? Let's talk about that before <laughs> we wrap it up. What do you guys think about the new set? You think this is a good location for the show? It's New hot. vibes. I, that, I, I like the office way better. Why? You like the office because like, it's more convenient I for you. Like Not here, convenient. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like here we, we're more like relaxed. Okay. It also shows we're people, not just realtors. Yeah, dude. Which is kind of cool. I feel and like. we're going to decorate the set, like we said. We're going to decorate the set, put some signs up, get some plants, some foliage. I know what we could put in the background. What? I can't say it on the podcast. can't say it? Why not? Tell, tell everybody. Mm-mm. Well, we're going to give some ideas in the comments. Um... And definitely give us some questions, thoughts, and topics to talk about to Selena's email. Yes. We'll put it below in the description. So yes, we will. Thank you so much for watching. Any, any last thoughts from anybody? Any last things to say? You guys ready to take on the day? It's Friday yeah. morning. I have a lot to do. That's we, why I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying we, to go. Yeah, we filmed this before our work day today. So it's a whole different dynamic, too, because usually we film in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm getting antsy if you haven't seen my legs move because yeah, I have we a lot. Get to work. My phone's blowing up now. Yeah, yeah we got to get to work. Thank you for watching so much. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. If you're watching on Spotify, leave us a five-star. I'm sorry. If you're watching on Apple, leave us a five-star review um, and subscribe as well and follow us on Spotify. We will see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye.